Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. That's good. No, it's good to be here. If you're new here, we just want to say a big welcome to you again. Um, Charlie and I have been on some annual leave, and we're back today with you, obviously. Tonight is our uh, leaders. It's actually a vision night. It's a, it's a night not just to train connect leaders, it's actually tonight's a moment for our leadership team to catch the prophetic vision for the year. You, you, get, the, uh, you get the insight first, and then next Sunday is when the rest of our church family gets to hear about what God has for us this year. And it's exciting. I mean, already a few people have found, I've told already, and there's already a sense of expectation. Um, and I think that you're really going to love what God has for our church this year. Um, so, yeah, so that's great. Um, so make sure you're here tonight. It's only an hour and a half, but it's going to be a powerful night of, of just preparing our hearts before the Lord, getting our hearts ready. Um, if you have a Sunday night show that you normally watch, just, just record it. You know, it's worth it. It's worth just recording it and coming out. Uh, the Channel 6 news will be there when you get home. It's all good. Channel 6. It's Channel 6. I don't know. 6 o'clock news. All right. So a stranger approached the pastor after a service and said, I'd like you to pray for my hearing. The pastor placed his hands on the man's ears and said a passionate, earnest prayer. How's your hearing now? The pastor said. Looking surprised, the man said, well, my hearing's actually tomorrow. I I do appreciate that it took everyone like a second or two. And Tom Herbert's got his thumb up. He's he's like the judge of good jokes. He's giving me the the thumb up. So that's great. God is good. God is good. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. And this morning, we just invite you to have your way in this place. Father, with all my heart, I pray that this won't just be a ritual that we just do what we always do, but it'll be a moment in our hearts that we walk away truly changed by you, Holy Spirit. Father, I pray this morning, we've, we've worshipped you with our song, we've worshipped you with our finance, and right now we worship you with honouring the word. And I pray for every person both here, our church family who's away today, and also those who are yet to come, I pray, Holy Spirit, for an impartation of heaven. I pray that we would encounter you, that the eyes of our heart would be open to all that you have. I am desperate for more of you. And this morning, we just give you all the glory and all the honor and all the worship in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. I want to speak to you for a couple of minutes this morning about the beauty of God. The beauty of God. You know, there's times in life where a season or an experience is so beautiful 
that words don't comprehend what you are currently experiencing. There are things that you will see, there are places you will go if you take the time and are intentional that create an awe moment, an awesome moment, a moment of awe in your heart. The challenge we have as human beings in our society is that we live in a world that is fast-paced. Everything wants your attention. Everything is trying to get you to be busy all the time, especially in your head. You're always thinking about this and then this and then this and especially if you um, have children or you're running a business or it actually is for everybody. It's amazing if you take a moment to be still before God, you think about the shopping list. (laughs) You think about the garden that needs attending to. You think about that person or that situation and it's like our minds are running. Anyone else have that? You know, that's not what God wants for us. We are not called to be scattered people. You are not called to be somebody who is continually busy and something always happening. And No, no, God's called us to be a people of peace and to be a people who take the time to stop and gaze upon his beauty. What happens is when you take a moment to acknowledge God and to stop and to steal your heart, you then behold the beauty of him. It's like if you're on a road trip and you're surrounded by beautiful things. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, we went to New Zealand. Actually, it was 18 months ago. Went to New Zealand and we went to the South Island. Then we hired this little hatchback, which is probably a bit of a bad idea when it's kind of icy roads and we went down to the uh, the bottom part the Fiordlands down where, what's it called, where the Milford Sound, thank you Mil- th- oh, thank you, the resident Kiwi <laughs> Milford Sound and on the way down there you're going to Milford Sound, and Milford Sound if you don't know what that is, it's these amazing cliffs that go into these you know, waterways and it's just really majestic But on the way, the beauty is just as stunning. And it's easy to try and do a five or six hour drive as quick as you can, which is what I try and do normally. And when you're so intentional about where you're going, you start to miss the beauty of what's around you. That is what life is like. Life is this thing where you are running, you are going, you are busy, things are happening, and we start to see around us this blur instead of the majesty that surrounds us. There are places that Charlie and I have had the privilege of traveling to. We love to travel. Um, Our budget goes to traveling, or has up till recently, and there's a few places that we've been to that have been so beautiful that it's left us emotional. I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but where the scenery is so, I use the word majestic, that it's like I'm overwhelmed with a sense of just awe and God. Now, if you've never had that, 
travel <laughs> when you can. One of those places, in saying that, Australia has many of those types of beautiful places. So maybe just even the Shellhaven, there's beautiful, amazing things. One of the places that we found was like that for us was we were down on the southern end of France, down near Monaco, and we were going to drive from the southern end of France to Italy through the Italian Alps, French and Italian Alps. And we had our little hire car again. And this day was just going to be like every other day in our head. Just, yeah, we just drive. And, and if you had driven through France, France is the home of tolls. Um, you will get tolled every 200 metres, it feels like. I'm not even exaggerating. Um, there are so many tolls on the roads there. And we thought it'd be another day of lots of tolls. So we get in our car and we end up going up towards Italy. And we're in this kind of the road starts, you know, going and, and, you know, and we're going up and up. And it's the road gets smaller and smaller. And we're thinking, this is a little bit interesting. Like this is going to be, I hope this little car is going to be able to, to, to look after us. And we got to the top of this French Alp region and it opens up into this amazing uh, landscape high up. This is high up, but these like valleys and top of mountains. And it was so beautiful. It, it reminded us, it was very barren. There wasn't, it was so high up, there weren't many trees. It kind of felt like if you're on Mars or something, it was just lots of just big, bouldery, but extremely beautiful. I can't, it's very hard for me to describe this. It was so beautiful that Charlie was in the front seat and she's just there, just tears. She's like, I just, this is so beautiful. This whole drive, this whole experience. We're in, we're in the French Alps. <laughs> Two Aussies from the South Coast are driving through the French Alps. The whole time I'm saying to her, I wish I had a motorbike. I wish this would be amazing. This, this is the perfect big, sweeping, good sealed roads, not much traffic. Oh, man. And, of course, there was the guys doing their bikes, their push bikes. <laughs> you know. Um, it was just one of those moments that when Charlie and I sit down and when we reminisce and talk about times in life, we remember the French Alps. We've heard of the Swiss Alps, we've heard of the Italian Alps, but we hadn't heard of the, the French Alps, which to us were probably even more majestic than the other two. Another time we had that experience was we were in a cruise uh, ship and we stopped in Tahiti. And Tahiti was somewhere that I thought would be like Fiji and New Caledonia, and we've done that. And they're, they're nice as well. But Tahiti is like Jurassic Park. It's like mountains hitting ocean. And it's like uh, just jungle. And the islands off it. And anyone been to Tahiti before? No? Yep. Yeah. So Morea is an island just next to Tahiti. To, it's a Tahitian island. And everyone's heard of, what's the main island of Tahiti? Bora Bora. Everyone's heard of Bora Bora. This is Morea. It's the one next to it which hasn't been uh, touched by many people. It's very natural. So we get off and we get into this, this you know, boat and we go to the island and the water is like Gatorade blue. 
like not exaggerating. We have beautiful water in Jervis Bay, and it's clear, but this is like, it's, it was amazingly blue. There was humpback whales, there was dolphins everywhere, there was flying fish everywhere. It was one of those things where I was like, this feels like a taste of heaven touching. It was, it was the most beautiful place I've probably ever seen. Of course, what did I do? I hired a jet ski and I ripped it up and it was great. And I done a jet ski, jet ski tour, which if my wife would tell you, was probably the greatest, one of the greatest joys of my entire life, where I giggled like a girl uncontrollably for an hour. I, it, was, it was four of us and the leader, and it's, it, was, it was environmentally friendly-ish, like it was, we didn't hurt anything. But it was like going through and then, hey, there's dolphins sleeping there, so we turn off the jet skis and we, you know, go over and then we, and, and I just, it was so adrenaline packed, I just sat there going, ah, 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 ah. And my wife's hitting me the whole time saying, slow down, slow down. And the more she would hit me and scream in my ear, the more I would laugh. And the faster I would go, I just thought, I've got full control now, it doesn't matter. And it was the type of thing where the three other jet ski couples, every time would stop, um, the wives would be screaming at their husbands. And the husbands would be laughing, going... And of course there was the one couple that were way left behind because he was under the thumb by his wife and he just couldn't, he didn't want to be in trouble. But the rest of us were just, uh, and it was honestly, the, the, I, I, Charlotte would tell you, in the, all the, years, in the six years of us being married, she has never heard me laugh as, as crazily and consistently. And I, a bit of a, a weird story. The beauty of the place though is something that it was, hard to behold. You know you have these moments because, and I've had these, and we've had this plenty of times because Charlotte and I have spent so much time traveling, where you think, I'm taking a photo now, but I can't capture more than that and I want to. Anyone had those moments? It's like, how do I, and you're like, oh, take it all in, like just, like three deep breaths, like take it in with your eyes and you're just like, I want to bottle this up and I want to be able to share this with people knowing that my photograph is not going to do justice to what we are currently seeing. We had the same experience in Scotland, we had the same experience in Utah and America, the Yosemite National Park, different places where it was like, how do I capture the majesty The beauty. You know it touches you so deeply because often when you speak about it, it brings emotion up. That's the beauty I'm speaking of. And if you've never encountered that in your life, again, I encourage you, you might need to do some travel when COVID stuff settles down. You might need to get out or, and, and just to, or you might need to slow down here. This week I was... Uh, <laughs> I, I love animals. Um, I, I, if I... If I had another life, I could very easily just work with animals, not the gross things, just like cuddling them and patting them. <laughs> and just... <laughs> and I, I was out this week in the backyard and there was a little, little bee and it was getting attacked by ants. And I thought, not on my watch. <laughs> and I got a little, got a little leaf. 
and it dropped on the ground. I think I might have been dying, but I said, I'm saving you. And I, I said to Charlotte, what do they eat for energy? You know, I can't remember. Is it pollen? Is it honey? Do they eat honey? I don't... And I spent 10 minutes trying to get this poor helpless bee. And eventually I got it onto a, a plant up high. And then I thought, I have to leave you. I can't take any more responsibility for you. I, my heart will just, I can't do it. I am the weirdo that has saved a cockroach. I'm so compassionate with animals. I might have put it over the fence of the neighbor's house, but I definitely saved. <laughs> Unless you're a spider, then you have no hope. If you're a spider, I have no compassion for spiders. I'm sorry. Yeah. I say that because I just think the beauty of God is all around us. And I'm noticing that with my son because being 10 months old, everything is new to him. Everything is just wow. Like... Again, he's just started dancing this week. The week before, he started kissing. So he'll come and he'll put his open mouth on your cheek and just hold it there. And he pulls it away and it's just slobber. And it is the best thing in the world. Chai and I are like begging, please give me a kiss, please give me a kiss. We just want that slobber on our face. Now, if you know me, I hate germs, I hate slobber. But from my son. And, and we watched him, we put him in the backyard and he just, nature, the birds, the, if a butterfly goes past, you just see him like, it might be 20 feet away and he's just trying to, and he just absolutely is just mesmerized by nature. Childlike faith, childlike expression. This is who we're called to be, where we're not so grown up. We're not so old that we start to forget the beauty of God which surrounds us. And this morning, if you turn to Psalm chapter 27, verse 4, Psalm 27, verse 4, it says this. It says, one thing I ask from the Lord, this one thing do I seek, that I may, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. One thing I ask of the Lord, it's the only thing that I seek, to dwell in his house all the days of my life and to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. The psalmist here, the psalmist, you know, has had, had everything. Yet the one thing that was important all that mattered was that he would see the beauty of God. <laughs> Not one thing I ask of you, Lord, is a mortgage. One thing I ask of you is to be married. One thing I ask of you is to, for a child. One, no, those things are fine, but they're not the most important. The most important thing that we could ever do is to seek after the heart of God. To gaze upon the beauty of God to dwell in the house, how you're dwelling in the house today, you're doing what that psalm says, to, 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 to take in the beauty, to have the moments continually, 
where the beauty of God overwhelms our hearts. If you've got your Bible, Psalm chapter 90, verse 17 says this. Psalm 90, verse 17 says, May the favour, your translation might say beauty, of the Lord our God rest upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. May the favour and beauty of God rest upon you. I'm trying to give examples like in my life of beauty, but ultimately they don't uh, compare with his beauty. The Lord, his graciousness, his love, his gentleness, his compassion, his character and nature is so wonderful and beautiful that once you have a glimpse of it, it wrecks you for everything else. (laughs) There's been times in my life where the Lord has been so faithful to me, where he has visited me, where he has communed with me, whether it's been driving my car and God's love just overwhelms me, whether it's been when I was a kid in kids' church or you've heard me tell the story, you know, my parents would put me to sleep uh, in the offices because my dad was a pastor here and they would have prayer meetings and I would overhear the worship. And as a little four-year-old, be overwhelmed with the presence of God and often not even knowing it was him but knowing it was good and it was beautiful and it was right. And in a world where we have all these things vying to be beautiful around us, advertisements saying you need this, you need that, you'll be more beautiful, more desirable if you have this car or wear this clothing or put on this healthcare regime or if you have this better house or whatever it is. And those things are fine in their order. But compared to the beauty of God... And this is why you have monks up in, on, on mountainsides in, in impoverished nations who are the happiest people because they're encountering the love of God without having material wealth. And I'm speaking about Christian monks. I'm speaking about those who have learned to gaze upon the beauty of God even if their surroundings aren't what the world says they should be how easily we're caught up in comparison. We have things like social media which are built around comparison. And then we have this thing in our heart, we're always trying to fight it, we're always trying not to be competitive, we're always trying to not be insecure, but then we go on social media and we're just comparing ourselves. They look really happy, their marriage looks perfect, Their house looks beautiful. Their their travel looks great. Their meal looks... I wish I had a meal like that. (laughs) And it's like, you get to see their highlight reel, but you don't see their low light reel. 
that we forget it. We just forget that, don't we? We go, oh, no, I compare, I compare, and how many likes do they have and how many comments and how many... And it's like it, it becomes a poison to the soul because we live in a world of comparison. And God says it doesn't matter. And this is what I want us to get to this morning. Nothing matters apart from his beauty. At the end of every year, I evaluate my year, I come into a new year, and the one regret I continually have is I compared myself too much. I chased after things that didn't matter too much. I worried too much. It doesn't matter. All that matters is Psalm 27. One thing I ask of the Lord, one thing I seek, that I dwell in his house all the days of my life and I gaze upon his beauty, that I seek him in his temple. My heart for our church, you're going to hear this continually all year, is that we become a people who are good at seeking God in his temple. We often have to wait, you know, we wait for the worship leaders and we're blessed with great worship leaders to try and lead us somewhere. You come in and you lead. Well, how do you do that? You don't say, come on church, sing after me. No, no, you just come in with a heart of passion. Listen, this is a, a very easy example, but if, if Jesus Christ in the flesh was going to be here this morning, you wouldn't be late. You would be here first person at the door. That seat would have your name on it. That, that for me, that, if he's sitting here, I'm there. Me and my son, me and my wife, we're there. We'll take you on to be there. And Jesus will say, the first shall be last. Go to the back. And I'll say, oh. <laughs> and I just think, we have to actually be real about what we are about. We have to make sure that the name we worship isn't just the name that we treat lightly. We have to make sure that as a church, we're not just familiar and who's preaching today and who's, what's happened? Do I like this? Do I like... No, no, this is about Jesus. My wife said it to me literally. We're driving in the driveway. She says to me, Benaiah, just remember something. Remember that today is all for him. <laughs> That's it. She even said it's not about the people. It's all about him. And I felt my spirit just, just it's like a chiropractic crack, yep, crack. This morning for us in our house, it was one of those days when the car breaks down. You're going to be late for church. Pastor Joel's getting a COVID test. He hasn't got COVID, but he has the flu, so he has to get the test done. These are the things as a pastor, I'm like, my team, who's away, who's going to be here? I'm not going to even be here early. What has to happen? Luckily, we're blessed. Our team is great. But it's one of those days where it puts me off kilter a bit because I'm trying to prepare my heart to bring a message, a prophetic message for our city and for our church. And then one statement from Charlie is, it's not about anything else but him. And what happens is this church is that I then come in here and I go, I love our church family, but the greatest, the one thing I seek is that he is worshipped this morning. That's it. May every bit of breath, may every bit of vibration from my throat, from my, my vocal cords, may it be honouring to you. 
All that matters, matters is that it doesn't matter what the people, if they love it, if they hate it, if no one's here, if it's packed. It do, what matters, Lord, is that you, and, the, and said, I, I gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, that I seek after the heart of God. And this is becoming so, um, so reinforced in me again, because with, with my son, with Bear, all that I want for him is that he will encounter the love of God. <laughs> that he would have a moment of gazing upon the beauty of God. If you're a parent here, you know what I'm talking about. There's something once you have a kid, it's like, oh man, like this is, it, it gets even more real. <laughs> so if you want to be a part of a church family who it's going to seek God with all your heart. Not just after a great sermon, but I mean, let's go to a new level in seeking after the heart of God. Listen, there's plenty of Christians, there's plenty of churches even. We can be this. That we love the concept of church more than we love the heart of God. Now that sounds really harsh, but it's true. And you see it because people, when they get offended, it's become about the church instead of God. Yeah. And for me, I just want to be a part of a congregation that is so focused on seeking after the heart of God. Yeah. Seeking after the beauty of God. Because church, and you would know this if you've had this encounter, but the moments where God has encountered me in my life, where I've encountered Him, I walk away changed. You know, you have those moments, and again, you, you, your story might be different, but, you know, whether it's in a service or at home, and, and the beauty of God, the presence of God touches your heart. You know what you notice? All the fears melt away. <laughs> All the worry just goes. All the burdens you have just get light. Everything just becomes, it goes from black and white to colour. Because you've had a moment with the King of Kings. And I've had moments like that in church. I've had moments like that in my own life at home. But I want to say, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to bring us into a, to seasons and a season of every Sunday, every Monday for you at home. You're encountering that beauty. But you have to come back to slowing down. I've been, um, I've been hitting some hills. End of last year, told me, I told you I've been hitting some hills walking um, because I want to get fit. And so I've been doing that. And, um, and for me, it's a moment of beauty with God. Because where I go walking, there's rarely anybody. And I have my, my AirPods in and I have worship on sometimes. And I just listen and I seek after God in my heart. I'm walking up a hill, but I'm leaning in. <laughs> and it makes everything better. Here's a question. How many people do you know when you speak to them, something in your spirit rises up? It's actually a really interesting question. 
I'm not talking about when you speak to the pastor and he's preaching, like, you're not going to speak to me when I'm preaching, but you know what I mean, like, I'm talking about when you see someone in the coffee shop, a coffee shop, a cafe, and just a two-minute encounter with them, you feel like your spirit is refreshed. You know what those people are? They're the people who are captured by the beauty of God. We assume that every Christian spends time with God. We assume that every Christian has moments every day of gazing upon his beauty. But the reality is, I don't know if that's the case. And I think that we have good hearts often, but we get very busy. And unfortunately, it's not until the crisis happens that we seek after God sometimes. Have you noticed that? It's when you need a miracle. It's when something is going wrong and it's like, let's get on our knees, let's pray. We need God. It takes a certain heart to seek God on the mountaintops as well as the valleys. And, and my heart for us this year, and, and you'll hear about this next Sunday more in detail, is that we would be a church that would seek God on the mountaintop as well as the valley. That we would be passionate worshippers that we would be focused on being overwhelmed by the beauty, that we would gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. In Psalm 104, verse 5, if you have your Bibles, it says, it says Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Psalm 104, verse 5. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Seeking the Lord means seeking his presence. And presence is a common translation of the Hebrew for the word face. Literally, we are to seek his face. Literally, we are to seek his presence. Let me ask you this Are you a presence seeker? We, we serve a living God, amen. He's a living God. We don't serve a God who is off in the distance in heaven and that's alone. We serve a God who gives us the Holy Spirit that his presence might dwell within us and around us and through us. We are called to be a presence people. What did Moses say to the people of Israel? He said, well, he says this to God he's in prayer. He says, God, he says, what will distinguish us between the rest of the world? Your presence. What will distinguish you between you and your workmates, between you and your school friends, between you and your family even? What distinguishes you is this thing, this powerful person, this loving God, his presence resting and indwelling upon you. You're not like your colleagues. Your favour is not the same. You know that? You know that your favour is different to your unsaved friends? You have unmerited favour. How cool is that? His loving kindness follows you. It chases you. His grace, it completely overwhelms you. 
When you speak, you don't speak like your work colleagues and their, their, their view on the world. It's you speak from a higher level. Can I hear it? Amen. This is how power, you are walking, talking, supernatural superheroes. You can watch the Marvel movies, but I'm telling you, when it comes to what you carry in God, you are supernatural people. And it all comes back to this, that I may gaze upon his beauty. <laughs> and this one thing I seek is his presence. Seek his face always. You know, often we, we seek his hand, don't we? Seeking his hand means we're asking for things all the time. But God says, wait, 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 wait. That's okay and that's good. But seek my face. Seek who I am. Seek the beauty of my character. Because by doing so, we become like him. I just, uh, Maddie this morning asked me, she said, what do you sense for this morning? This is, this is what I sense. I didn't, didn't, didn't tell her. I said, I'll tell you after. I sense this. I sense that God wants every person who is listening to this to understand that there is an invitation to partake of the beauty of him again. There is a fresh invitation saying, whether you've, you've been walking with the Lord for 30 years or whether you're brand new or you haven't even made a decision yet, that God says, I invite you in. I invite you to partake of my beauty. Partake of my goodness. Partake of my presence. I invite you to walk with me in a way that you have never walked with me before. <laughs> to seek God is a conscious fixing or focusing of our mind's attention and our heart's affection on God. What is seeking God? It's a conscious fixing or focusing of your mind's attention. So right now, I know what it's like on a hot day. Right now, your mind, it's a conscious focusing. So you can be seeking God right now in your, in your mind going, I'm going to seek right now, God, I'm seeking you in my mind. And it is a, it is a, a focused decision to put your heart's affection onto God. And this is what I just pray for us as a church family and, and beyond. It's that we would be people who are continually in our hearts going, I put my affection towards you, Father God. I just turn my affection towards you. I turn my affection towards you, God. Through the night you wake up and you go, I just, and I encourage you to do this. I turn my affection. I, I put my heart on you. Even if you have to say it out loud, even if you're married and you scare your spouse, doesn't matter. Just do it. I just, I turn my affection. When you wake up in the morning, I give you my affection, Father. <laughs> just throughout the day, just, I, 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 I take the moment. I, I slow everything down to behold your beauty and your majesty and your presence because the one thing, and the psalmist said, the one thing that was worth seeking was after your beauty. I'll tell you what will happen, church. The freedom that will rise up inside the people of God.
people who are free, people who are joyful, people who are loved, people who are reflecting his face. I'm going to finish. But remember Moses, when he spent time on the mountaintop and he came down after spending days, 40 days with God, he comes down and his face is so bright that they have to put a mask on him. You imagine someone walks in this morning and their face is so bright that you can't even look at them. (laughs) You imagine that? All because he spent time face to face with God. Because we have to understand our countenance reflects what we look at. That's a that's a that's a really good that's powerful. If you get that, our countenance reflects. If we're looking at circumstance, worry. If we're looking at things that scare us, fear. If we're looking at things that like idols that have taken our affection, what we've been looking at when it comes to if it's sin, you see it on people's faces. But when you spend time like Moses did, looking upon the Lord, your face reflects it. Imagine a church of bright-faced people. Charlotte was speaking to someone recently and and they, they weren't Christians. And the person said to her something along the lines of, um, um, if you're a Christian, I pray that you're a co- one of the kind Christians. <laughs> and I thought it's such an interesting observation that so often the people of God are seen as unkind. Let us be people with bright faces. Let us be the wells of refreshing we're called to be. But it comes back to this church, and we're going to finish in a moment. It comes back to this. I want there to be a flame in our hearts to seek after his heart like you've never encountered. What if if you're seen as zealous? Good. What if you're seen as the one that just is consumed by God? Good. What if you're that person that's always just happy? Those people are a bit weird, aren't they? But when you spend time with the beauty of God, you can't help it. The people of God being free because they spend time in his presence. I was going to give you the three foundations to seeking God, but we'll do that next time. But I will say this. Start with worship. Be a great worshipper. I encourage you, what should your goal be for 2021? That you are a great worshipper. <laughs> you become good at it. You become broken before God in the best possible way. You are overwhelmed by his presence. When was the last time you, you listened to a worship song and had tears come down your face because... God's beauty was just 
revealed to you. <laughs> it's so strange that it sounds like it's a sad thing, but it's the most joyful moment. But I tell you, church, it's going to be much more than three songs on a Sunday. And let's be real. If we're not worshipping at home, the first two songs are just us trying to get our hearts right normally. <laughs> trying to get our head in the game. It's like, oh, we're finally engaged. Oh, turn to your neighbour. Oh, I just got through my, all the noise. Before you get to church, worship. Last, last story, but my son has started to sing. Yeah. It sounds cute. It kind of is cute. It's kind of... And, I, and ever since he was little, I, I say to him, three, two, one. Da, 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 da. And I just do completely tone deaf. I, I just don't even try to sing. But I'm trying to just get... And so now when he's there, I go... Yeah, three, two, one. We both go. (laughs) Super cute. Every night before bed, we put worship on for him. Every night since since he was a little, but since he was a newborn, we play worship for him to sleep too. And if he gets a bit restless, Charlie will hold him in her arms. And we'll rock him and she will hum the same songs from that worship album. And it settles his spirit, it settles his heart. And just as a little, a little baby boy can be stilled by the presence of God, let God's presence steal your heart today. Why don't we just close our eyes for a moment? Father, we thank you for your beauty. We thank you for your beauty. We thank you for your grace. This one thing I seek, that I gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Father, I pray right now in this moment that there would be a supernatural impartation that you would open up our hearts and our eyes to the things that have taken our affections that haven't been your beauty. And Lord, we take this moment to say, capture us by your beauty. Capture us again. Capture our hearts, capture our minds, capture our our souls, Lord. Let it be completely overwhelmed by your beauty, Father. Lord, that the things of the world will grow, grow strangely dim. Father, we thank you that you are drawing us deeper.
And as we step into February, Father, we say yes to seeking after you. We say yes to going deeper. We say yes to, to focusing our hearts, to focusing everything we are. Take us deeper, Father. Take us, take us deeper in that relationship with you. Let the things melt away that don't matter. And let there be living sacrifices in this place as we surrender our hearts to you afresh. And just as, you, as you're sitting there, I encourage you, just take a moment to reflect. Take a moment to surrender. To realign. A conscious fixing or focusing of the mind's attention and heart's affection on God. To seek God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. A mighty, mighty church of worshippers. A mighty sound of worship. Just as you have your eyes closed, I just see a picture in my spirit. It's like a an uprising of the sound of worship in this place. It's like a mighty force, a collective sound that this church in the spirit would just be like a mighty outpouring and force of worship, the sound of victory and freedom the sound of victory and freedom. Victory and freedom. I see the church, I see this church becoming master worshippers as David knew how to worship before the Lord. He learnt the skill of touching the heart of God. And I just sense that God is saying, I'm going to cause this to be a mighty force of worship in this city and beyond. That this house will be known as a house of worship. And as Paul and Silas worshiped the Lord, the chains were broken. And I just see that as we become a church focused on seeking the heart of God, on worshipping the Lord, the chains of those we don't even know will be breaking. But we have to also remember that worship isn't just a song. Worship is a living sacrifice. It's everything we are, surrendered to him. And so, Father, we come before you and we say yes. We will seek you with all of our hearts. Yes, we will be worshippers. 
because your beauty and your majesty and your awesomeness deserves all our worship and beyond. Let Celebration Church be a church that celebrates in worship. Oh, we honour you. We honour you. We honour you. We honour you. Let us be a presence church, a presence people. And if you're in this place and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, or you've walked away from him in your heart, this is a great time for you to commit your life to him. And if that is you, just in your heart, just pray the prayer of commitment to him, of asking that he would forgive you of your sin. And just declare him your Lord, declare him your Saviour, and invite the Holy Spirit into your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hey, why don't we stand to our feet? We'd just like to take a moment at the end of every service just to pray over our church family. And we encourage our spouses here if they would like to hold their hand to their spouse. And if you're single, hey, just, just hold your own hand. It's all good. Father, I thank you for this amazing church family. Father, I pray right now your blessing upon them. Father, I pray this week as they go out, Lord, that your Holy Spirit power would be upon them, would be leading them, would be opening doors. I pray for courage this week to be obedient to the prompting of the Spirit. I pray, Father, that you would send out our church as warriors, Lord, as people who are effective in your kingdom to carry the light, to carry the salt, to carry the love of God, to bring flavour, to bring breakthrough. Father, I pray for protection. I pray, Father, for favour in Jesus' powerful name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hey, be blessed, guys. Have a great Sunday, and we'll see you for Vision Sunday next week. In Jesus' name. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.